Okay, right. Uh, shopping. Uh, do you have the bag? Uh, I have the bag. Right. Do you have your gloves? I've got, I've got my gloves. Um, oxygen? I, I've got the oxygen. Right, have you got the money? Got the money. Is right. the seal on your helmet complete? Yeah, yeah. So everything I think is locked down. Oh god. What? Oh god, no. What? I farted. I didn't hear anything. It's a silent but deadly. Ooh. <laughs> oh god, it's in my Ooh. mouth! <laughs> Welcome, welcome, one and all, to Podcast 339. I'm Jean. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am so in danger of being eaten in replacement of all the chicken we seem to have in the freezer. Could we not buy something other than frigging chicken of life? I I thought you were going to say in danger of being eaten as you've covered him in chocolate and think he's just a big Easter egg, but you know what smutty mind I have. (laughs) Do you often have pervy thoughts about my other half? Uh, We need to get together and discuss this. (laughs) You really just say that with your arm round me. Ow! Three from... (laughs) So, do we have some news? We do. do, She did that wrong as well. I know I did. I thought I would mix things up. Well, it makes it annoying for putting the music in. (laughs) And now the news with El Presidente. Woohoo! Was that too hard? Doctor Who. Uh, Who? Don't you dare steal the Doctor Who news from me, woman. Well, go on then. Get on with it. I couldn't. You were yakking. (laughs) Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my life. Doctor Who news. (laughs) New stories and videos from lockdown. Yep. The likes of Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee, and Neil Gaiman have been writing special Doctor Who short stories or scenes to help keep people entertained during the pandemic lockdowns in the UK and beyond. Moffat's The Terror of the Umpty Ums is his first story for Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor and can be found in text form on the BBC's official Doctor Who website. Alongside that, you will find another 13th Doctor short story, Press Play, by Kablam and Praxius writer Peter McTighe, or Russell T Davies' prequel to the episode Rose called Doctor Who and the Time War. Chris Chibnall has written something similar called Things She Thought While Falling, a prequel to The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Oh, I like the sound of that one. That was good. That one one was quite good. Yeah. If you're wanting something a little more animated, then you can catch The Raggedy Doctor by Amelia Pond, an animated short really by Moffat and artist Sophie Isles, as read by Caitlin Blackwood. If live action is more your thing, then Neil Gaiman and Arthur Darville, plus special guest voice, (laughs) have Rory's story for you. No doubt in the coming days, even more such stories will arrive, perhaps with something from the Capaldi era. 
given the next live watch-along as we record this, but in the past for you, is Heaven Sent. Mm. Rory's, yes, story was, yeah, Rory's story was wonderful, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. A video Diary. vlog sort of thing for yeah. his uh, adopted, adopted son. son. On the only, only working re- start smartphone in the world. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't phone me on it, you could still record on it. Yeah. <laughs> How he recharged it, I'm not sure. He must have had the charger with him. No, it says the, doc- the doctor did something wibbly-wobbly with it, so it never dies. Oh, it could be a super phone. You could call anybody then. Yeah, yeah. well... It also, you've got the fact that um, River can still get there, so she might have supplied a charger with the correct adapter on it. Maybe, maybe. She's got plenty of adapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been interesting (laughs) with the watch-alongs, some of the people that have been um, joining in, because we had Michael Mm. Sheehan tweeting with the um, doctor's wife, going, I didn't know my voice was that low for this. (laughs) What made me laugh, his first tweet, the director pointed out that the actress who played... Oh, yeah, no, sure, it was Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman pointed out that the actress who plays Auntie was the only one from that uh, show who went over oh, yeah. to Good Omens, and Michael Sheen <laughs> just tweeted, ahem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite an important person to, to forget. But... <laughs> and, and I also like the fact that uh, Karen Gillan is not the superwoman we thought she was. This is true. Yeah, there would yeah. have been a whole new scene. Uh, Neil Gaiman also mm. tweeted there were several scenes written for inside the TARDIS stroke house for Rory and Amy and one of them they had to scrap because Karen Gillan at the time couldn't swim. Yes I knew about that already. (laughs) Fancy not being able to swim. God. (laughs) You grew up in Scotland with all that rain. (laughs) Well yeah but if you go into into the the nest itself you know you get eaten by the monster. This is is true you do so swimming is a not needed skill. Next bit of um, news. Unfortunately, I think we're going to be doing a few of these over the next yeah, podcasts. Yeah, um, Honor yep. Blackman, dead. 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 Actress Honor Blackman, most famous for her pussy galore, has died yeah. age 94. It's a Blackman, good innings. It is. Yeah, and this is, I think, it uh, she's was old a age. I thought, frankly. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think this was natural causes, this one. Blackman hit the mainstream when she played Kathy Gale, Steed's muscle. <laughs> I've never yes, called, heard her called was. muscle she in The Avengers. The British TV series, not the latter named Stealing Marvel comic book. <laughs> <laughs> she was then famously poached by James Bond's film Goldfinger to put Sean Connery's Bond in his place. For Doctor Who fans, she's also known for playing Professor Sarah Lasky in Colin Baker's Terror of the Vervoid. More recently, back in 2011, she appeared in the Big Finish Doctor Who audio, The Children of Seth, alongside Peter Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, a huge CV. Not that much in the genre stuff, apart from what we've mentioned, but a huge, huge CV. Oh, yeah. Did you know she was the only Bond girl who was older than Bond? No. Yeah. Yeah. She was about five years older than him, wasn't she? Time is hard to believe. She looked damn good. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Collings. Dead. Dead. Yes. Actor, elf, monkey, undercover investigator, Vogon, yeah. general elemental force of nature. David Collins has dropped dead aged 79. Yeah. Uh, With a CV too numerous to imagine, Collins appeared in such things as Doctor Who, Avenger Sidemen, The Ropes of Death, and Mordred Undead, plus various big finish plays, most notably playing an alternate Doctor in the Unbound series Full Fathom 5. Yeah. Ooh. He memorably played Silver in Sapphire and Steel. Mm-hmm. the only element actor to return to the Big Finish version. Yeah. Oh. Colin's got to have fun with a cod Japanese accent for the British dub of <laughs> Monkey, playing yeah. Colin's character himself. 
those grow up with the look and read series at school may remember him as Lord Dark and the friendly ghost in Dark Towers. I certainly do. The BBC Radio 4 full cast adaptation of Lord of the Rings featured him as Legolas. At the beginning of Stephen Moffat's TV career, Collins played the headmaster in Press Gang. He's also in pretty much everything else ever made in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Blake Seven, UFO, Danger Man, Zedgars, Professionals, Crown Court, The Bill, Hobby, City, and so very much more. He was a well-known face. Yeah. He, he was. He, he, he never was... really got that big break. No. He was in everything. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was one of those actors that the general population wouldn't be able to say, oh, that's... You know, know his name, but yeah. they go, oh, yeah. I recognise him. He was in such and such. He's he's kind of yeah. like one of those stalwart character actors. Yeah, yeah. particularly seventies and eighties, he was in everything. Yeah, or- but even Holby City was only f- about five years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we have any addendum? <laughs> I do. Go I on. Have oh, yeah. Addendum. Tim yes. Brooke Taylor, one third of the goodies, uh, yeah. has been Dead. claimed by this shitty virus. Yeah. 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 By far the the worst of the deaths so yeah. far. I mean, that, that was well, for me. Well, celebrity-wise, I imagine being yeah. 10,000 other people, their families well, also. Yes, but, <laughs> I know it. Yeah, mean, but right? the people I know. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Looking, I, looking I've got to look... look for, for other people who died at the moment. It's, oh, that's a shame. But learning that Timbo went brought a genuine tear yeah. to my yeah. eye. I shall now yeah. read from Wikipedia. For anyone who doesn't know who Tim Brooke Taylor was, he was in um, a 1970s comedy show called The Goodies, which was just insanity, total insanity, <laughs> but was wonderful. He mm. was, he had an OBE, yeah, which finally. is particularly amusing because the character of Tim in The Goodies always wanted an OBE, and they were yes. handing them out to everyone <laughs> yeah, except for. him. He was born in 1940, <laughs> and I've learnt something. He was the really? grand, he was the grandson of an England centre forward from the eighteen eighties. I can't think really? of, I can't think of anyone less sporty. Yeah. No. <laughs> he went to attended Footlights mm-hmm. um, at Cambridge, became president of Footlights, where he met the likes of obviously Graham Garden, Bill Oddie, John Cleese, mm-hmm. Graham Chapman. Yep. Eric Idle um, on Twitter this morning said that Tim interviewed him for his footlights uh, to, <laughs> really? to get into footlights <laughs> so essentially launched his career wow there was a panelist on i'm sorry i haven't got a i haven't a clue for yonks since it began yeah, yeah. and was just a genuinely nice guy yeah seemed to be yeah, really I, yeah. yeah i managed to get to see them on stage with one of my work colleagues and we met them afterwards really? back screen backstage and she put up a picture of the um the four of us me her tim and graham Aww. gardner and it was really nice and yeah they they were genuinely nice guys and what was quite funny is i got them to sign my um program and i bought a couple of them and he said who to so i said oh gene and he just put the other one as plain he said there you go that one's for the ebay for later <laughs> <laughs> and it's still yeah. upstairs it wasn't for ebay for later but i've still got it yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah such a such a shame yeah yeah i really wouldn't have expected him to be the first to go with those three either no. it seems so unfair yeah. it seems so unfair that bill Oddie is still walking this earth <laughs> and, and, and tim, tim has gone <laughs> You said I'm the, sure the, the Bill most. Uh... Won't think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping Bill Oddie never hears this. <laughs> I'll, I'll look forward to the hunters down. Yeah, yeah that, that claim a bit at the end about the opinions of one speaker versus <laughs> the others. I'd like never to invoke that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill Oddie. <laughs> 
I've never forgiven Bill Oddie for when he was on Time Team and they gave him the chance to extract this tiny Roman bowl from the ground. And instead of doing it how he'd seen everyone doing it for days, he grabbed hold of it and pulled it. He's lucky he didn't break it. (laughs) That's why I don't like Bill Oddie. Apart from smirching his archaeological credentials, do we have any more addendums? No. I just want to quickly mention, though, I, th- I think it was only about last year they did another goodies episode. They did an audio one for they Audible. Did. Yes. Yeah, a reboot. Yeah, I was really hoping they'd do more. I think yeah. it went down very well, but clearly he can't really continue now, can they? But no. what, what are our recommendations? I will always rec- recommend Ecky Thump. Oh, oh Kit and Cole. <laughs> yeah. There is a goodies album. They're greatest hits out there. There's a couple of goodies. Oh, like Funky Gibbon, yeah. Funky, Funky Gibbon, Gibbon. I'm a teapot. Father yeah. Christmas, do not touch me. They're all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> bun fight at the Young Take Oh, yeah. Bun fights, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I've, I've got very, the box set silly. of. Um, yeah, I've got the box set of the uh, the goodies TV, and uh, yes, while some of it is is now considered not to be overly politically correct, i.e., there's evidence <laughs> yeah, where did. they black up. If yeah. you remember it at the time, and I don't, I'd never got the feeling it was done offensively in the same way as the minstrels no. or something like that. But they are just really good fun, <laughs> and for all those people that have never seen the goodies but wonder why everyone laughs about the whole wrestling with plastic mannequins they'll then get to where that comes from watching the goodies yeah any more addendums nope and that's the end of the news right now because we are a broad-minded group and we, we like to stretch ourselves creatively we like to see things that People have done before they became famous when they were scrabbling in the dirt for a part. We've decided to watch <laughs> a film that includes two sci-fi legends. Two sci-fi legends, yes. Mm. Boyega mm. Yep. and the wonderful Jodie Wataka. Yep. We have watched mm. Attack the Block. Pause for music. May I begin? You may begin. Sure. This was um, difficult for me. This was the biggest steaming pile of poop (laughs) I've ever seen in my life, but still was entertaining. (laughs) An entertaining pile. It was awful. Awful? In what way was it awful? Oh, God, it was so cheesy. It was terrible. These oh, these guys trying to be tough guy gangsters and oh, those I think two, that was those, the point, wasn't it? Well, I know <laughs> those, I... those two little boys were oh, <laughs> desperately trying to emulate <laughs> yeah. them. And oh god, <laughs> and it's, it was as if they chucked Wataka in just for the sake of it. <laughs> <laughs> She was the designated adult. It, yes. she, she was. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. I I actually have seen this before. <laughs> I'm forced to watch it twice. I Me too, but not no, for not years. Not since. Before Wataka was announced. I didn't remember Jodie was in this. So like when Peter Capaldi <laughs> got cast, the first thing I shouted at the screen was, Howdy, yeah. it's the Angel Islington, <laughs> which is a fair few years yeah. back. When Jodie got cast, this yeah. is only, oh, what, yeah. like eight years, and I had eradicated it from my memory. <laughs> yeah, but that's because that's often Neverwhere, way. Neverwhere was awesome. <laughs> And this was a pile of tots. <laughs> this was a throwaway B movie that you wouldn't be expected to remember. It had Nick Frost in it. I was going to say, yeah, it had Nick Frost in it. Yeah. As a stoner. So the basic premise, we should yeah. probably say, <laughs> is that there's an alien invasion, or at least aliens come to Earth, yeah. crash into Earth, 
and there's a bit of a fight in a London estate. North London, excuse me, North London. Let's get the part of London right. Well, it's, it's basically uh, a mo- southern London. No, because it keeps saying in the end, in the end district. Okay, according to what I read here, it says southern London. But okay, whatever. Well, what struck what struck me mostly about it is basically it's Star Trek's a mock time. Yeah. The aliens have come here to mate. Yeah. Well, yeah, essentially, because right. the, the yeah. first the first alien to crash land, it turns out was a female, and John Boyega yeah. killed her because he was an ass, <laughs> and all the males yeah. had arrived, and. Funnily enough, she wasn't there, but her scent was all over him. Yeah. So, so basically, they didn't want to kill yeah, him. They yeah, wanted to shag him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather violently. But <laughs> there were some elements of this that I, I did actually quite like. I like the fact that the male Greeblies aliens, it was their teeth that glowed, mm-hmm. not their eyes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that yeah, was, and yeah. they were like crystals. I thought that was really well done. And the fact they played around with that, that first of all, you think it is their eyes because of the way they're kind of like snarling. And then that develops. So I thought mm. that was mm. actually really quite an unusual touch. I haven't seen that before in in Aliens, so to speak. This is the teeth you want to really highlight because that's what's mm. going to kill you. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's a good idea. Yeah, and I like the way they were so black you couldn't even really yeah. wake, work out a yeah. shape. Yeah, these, was, these black furry creatures. Shaggy, shaggy. That was it. It was like Loki on a really yeah. angry day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm talking about talking about my cat here, not. The character from Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons why Jodie was in it is that they were quite unpleasant kids. You know, the fact they're Characters. mugging a nurse yeah. and all the rest of mm-hmm. it. And you have to have some kind of level of sympathy with your heroes in inverted commas. So I think she was in there not just for the adult role. I think she was in there so that there would be someone you would have sympathy with. I mean, you do. I think some of the younger kids in the group, you have sympathy with and when you find out John Boyega's character is actually only 15 years old, he's got Spider-Man bed- bedding and that kind of stuff, you change your attitude mm-hmm. to him a bit. But I think, yeah, she's in there more for to have the link to as much as anything else. Otherwise, there is a danger of no one really being invested in these characters. Yeah. It was the, so um, the beginning, yeah. It was the weird loyalty as well, the fact that they wouldn't have mugged her if they'd known she lived in their block. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's the the honour, the face. Yeah, sure. I like yeah, Nick Frost, yeah. the O, uh, sort of like out of his head <laughs> on weed that's grown in the top floor weed room. <laughs> Quite a small role, but uh, yeah. But everyone they seems to know that's... Famous that, name. Yeah, everyone seems to know that's where you go if you want your fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, growing their own stuff up there. Yeah. <laughs> She's, of course... And also quite true to life in some places. Oh yeah. And also the, the posh kid who never seemed to be able to catch a break because it was his car the thing landed on. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> but he worked yeah. out what was going on, doesn't he? Because he's done study oh, apart yeah. from being yeah. out of his head on um, cannabis, he'd he'd done biology and he'd worked out what the uh, pheromones yeah. were. What was going on? Yeah. And despite the fact mm. that these mm. things were clearly falling all over that area of London, and something weird had gone down, and the entire neighbourhood is out cheering this guy, this kid, the police still get it wrong. Yeah. Why, why are the police always portrayed as the idiots? <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were uh, working from limited yeah. information. Yeah. 
and yeah. resort. Alien invasion is probably not something they, they train for very much. <laughs> what the fuck? That, quite frankly, is a failure in the training system. It is. What did everyone think of um, Jodie as a brunette? It changes the shape of her face totally, doesn't it? She, she looks does so look different. very different. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons why I didn't instantly recognise okay. her. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, this was filmed in 2010. Yeah. So we're getting towards... 10 years ago, that sort of time. But still, yeah, she does look surprisingly different. And I know her with brown hair from things like Broadchurch and, Mm. yeah, other things she's done. So it's not that unusual, but she looks so different to the Doctor in this. And part of it's down to the character, Mm. too. Yeah. Pretty different character to the Doctor. She's she's potty a lot. Potty mouth. Potty mouth. Every other... I I did love the way the gangster kid called her out on her bad language. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he didn't, yeah. (laughs) So is she a natural... Too much fun. <laughs> is she a natural brunette or a natural blonde? No, she's a brunette. She is she brunette, is brunette, but she prefers to be blonde in real life. But uh, often in roles, she isn't. I have to admit, I did like the music. I mean, you got Basement Jacks and that kind of stuff, but I, it's some pretty good music yeah. on this one. Yeah. So the beginning, the first ten minutes, it's almost like it's edited to mm. the music. Yeah. All the movements, all the the cuttings, all to the music. And then you get the bit with that posh kid, where his name is. He's actually listening to the music and he's dancing along to it. Yeah. Almost, isn't yeah. It? <laughs> But yeah. I, I did like the two smaller boys. They've come up with their own gang names. Yeah. No, our names aren't Graham and oh, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what was the water pistol full of? Yeah, and what was that water pistol full of? <laughs> Whatever it was, it was flammable. Yeah, petrol, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. very flammable. <laughs> if we're, we're very honest with ourselves, this is B-movie material. Oh, yes. It's absolutely awful, but I would, I would watch it again. It's it enjoyable it B-movie. It's got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so what? <laughs> uh, 75 cent on Metacritic, so it, it's pretty well respected. Oh, it's uh, terrible. Yeah. I think it depends on your age group to an extent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The writer director, Joe Cornish, comes from yeah. this area. They actually filmed really well, where he's, in, in where he South London. Yeah. Definitely South yeah. London. Yeah. Not uh, North London. I suspect <laughs> you try and transfer the blame. Oh, no. I suspect one of the reasons, yeah, it, it is quite unusual to have the heroes being people that you wouldn't normally accept of or think of as the heroes. These are kids who, you know, are usually vilified. They're the bad guys and they, they are through most of this. But that gives a group of people who will also want to watch this kind of film someone to identify with. So that's probably one of the reasons why it's also very popular. Hmm. And they're never made out to be that bad. The mugging at the beginning is by far the worst yeah. thing they do. Yeah. And they're obviously as nervous as Sam, Jodie mm. Whittaker's character. Yeah. So they've probably never done this before. And this is sort of their wake-up call. And the director, Joe Cornish, makes a point of them never having yeah. guns, this group. Mm. Only the really bad guy, the uh, the, the drug the gang leader. Chap, he wasn't guns. a nice boy, no. was he? No. no, he came to a very sticky <laughs> <end>. <laughs> I did like the bit Fact, where they... Quite were... a few of them did. Yeah. yeah. But I, I liked the bit where um, they realised that they were in trouble, so they were all running back to their flats to tool up. Mm. And they're going past their yeah. mums and their nans. Yeah, I'm just going out, nan, you know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. fixing the bike, nan. Yeah, they were all shown to have a home yeah. life. Yeah. Well, what what would we recommend? This is um, a late rain day, having a nice drink, yeah. relaxing, if you want something totally silly but non-offensive. Yeah. Well, it's quite offensive. It is rather offensive. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you, give, give this a go because it is fun, but don't be prepared for Shakespeare. <laughs> it is quite short. It's only about 95 minutes. I think it's less yeah. than 100 minutes. It's Which quite a, a, a short, punchy thing. Ooh. <laughs> I think uh, Joe Cornish said he, he watched uh, Signs with 
Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Where there's also an alien invasion thing going on. Yeah. And he thought, what would this be like if he took the same concept and put it into South London? <laughs> and now we know. How would the locals react? And it would be that the, the gangs, the only people who could Defend fight themselves. the aliens, because yeah. they're the only ones who are, yeah, have that unit and the gusto yeah. to do it. Well, yeah. if you really... It's worth a watch. If you really liked this, you could always watch Attack the Block Two. Oh God! There was a two. Yeah. Is there one? Is she in that? I don't think there yeah, was a two. Is well, it? it was muted. Attack the block two. After the end, I'm reading here from IMDb. After the end of Moses and Pest was released in the prison, and then two went to New York City and find a gang and stop on. And it's really badly written. Yeah, there's there's a cast. There's the sixth alien. Peter Facinelli was the sixth alien. So Robert Patterson was in it. No, it's really a thing. Robert Patterson, fourth alien wolf. Really so it's either a, a wind up, but it's a say it's on IMDb, but it doesn't yeah. say anything <laughs> more about it. I think that's probably something he's put in there. It's not true. Um, okay. no sequel well, plan. If you, if you do... Attack the Block Two. John Boyega, Joe Cornish may have sequel planned. No, I don't think it's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Okay. If you decide to watch Attack the Block, we'd love to know what you think about it. So do write to us via show at Staggering Story dot net. Interesting, Jodie Whittaker's playing a nurse in this. Mm. Yes. Another yeah. medical. medical. So she plays yeah. a nurse in this. She plays a nurse who pretends to be a doctor in Trust Me. Then she becomes the doctor. What's her next bit? <laughs> We're saying it was a career progression. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, what's the, the next consultant bit? next? Right, as we're all in lockdown, we've all had plenty of time to watch things, read things, and all that sort of stuff. So, time for a long overdue flotsam and jetsam. I've discovered that I am an artistic genius. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, really? Okay. Now, yeah. We've started every every evening. We FaceTime our grandson and we have story mm-hmm. time. We read mm-hmm. a story and the next day he will have drawn a picture and then he reads a story and we have to draw a picture. And mm-hmm. I had to yeah, draw okay. Thor and Loki on the Rainbow Bridge. He's got an Avengers book, so we're going through that. Holding hands? <laughs> no, funnily enough, no. Spider-Man <laughs> and <laughs> Professor X and Magneto. Yeah. Which and, is a work okay. of genius. And thought, tonight's going to be Iron Man. Tonight's is Iron Man. No. He is a, a tough critic. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man is basically Spider-Man's head on a spider's body. Right. The others I thought were fine. <laughs> Apparently, my, my <laughs> Professor X and Magneto is, no, no, Nana, that's not the real X-Men, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send those pictures to Adam. I think I might just put them on Facebook and he can save them and put a link yeah. in the show notes so you can judge for okay. yourself whether or not I am the next Sophie Isles. I, I did the Rainbow <laughs> Bridge. I, I did in the Rainbow We've also we've me and me and construct number two spanked Keith at Dalek Risk. I let you win. No, you didn't. Oh uh, yeah. You cried like a girl. I let you win. <laughs> and it's set on Earth. Yeah, it's set on Earth. It is, yeah. The fact that you had twenty territories, Jamie had eighteen territories, and I had four. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was like the eighties again. Keith claimed North America. And it is happy dance. Ah, uh, yeah. And in the next move, construct number two storms through North America 
and stole it off of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to be subtle about it. Yeah. 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 Hope nobody notices. Away from that, I've been catching up on The Walking Dead. I've been playing some oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed Origins, which is jumping off lots Ooh. of things and dying horribly. But, <laughs> husband, yeah. what have you been doing? Uh, I have been catching up on my Warlord miniature figures, so I've started slapping paint onto those. Ooh. I've got all my mm. Daleks painted, and now I'm moving on to Cybermen. Also, mm. when I get the chance to get near to PlayStation 4, I have been going back to Star Trek Online. Oh, yeah. A small semi-addendum. I was playing it over the 1st of April, April oh, Fool's yeah. Day. But just, <laughs> yeah. just for that day, they had gone in and changed all the sound effects. So instead of the whoosh of the warp build and the zap-zap of the phaser beam, you've got a crowd of people going, Engage! Explosion! Pew, 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 pew! pew. <laughs> it was very funny. It was, it, it was hilarious for the whole evening. I, I, I got to admit, I played that to about two o'clock in the morning because I got carried away with that. <laughs> pew, pew! <laughs> Jean, what have you been getting up to? I've been watching War of the World, oh, the new Fox TV series. Mm. Yeah. Any good? Pretty brilliant. Oh, Absolutely brilliant. Okay. The director of The Doctor's Wife yeah. is directing that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's set in Europe present day. This is not a remake of The War of the Worlds. It's not even pretending to be. I know why they've used the name, because basically aliens attack the planet. And yeah. they okay. very nearly wipe us out completely. At this moment in time, there's like three or four little handfuls wandering around. But we're not talking the aliens coming down in the spheres or they're not from Mars or anything like that. It's really different, very well acted. You've got to watch it though because you've got scenes in England, scenes in France, scenes on a astrological oh God, where you have those discs and you're pointing them up at the, the stars oh, yeah, to get like radio waves and that kind something. of stuff, that kind of thing in the Alps. So you've got people speaking in French and what have you so that's subtitled as well as English in this looking at these different areas I'm mapped I have no idea how this is going to resolve itself there's bits in it like the aliens keep stealing babies and fetuses but they're killing the adult and these kind of like mechanical dog things are wandering around which are killing human beings but they've got human dna pattern recognizers on their hard drives but there's also an element of them that's organic so you've not actually seen the aliens yet as far as we're aware but I have no idea how they're going to resolve this one out, but it's Ooh. gripping. It really is good. Are they deciding to start the human race again? I don't think so. You've got a girl in it who was blind, and she can suddenly see. She starts hearing this noise that they make, and she can suddenly see, but it's not like her old sight. We don't know how she's seeing. We're only accepting what she's describing. And these, I'll just call them killer mechanical dogs. <laughs> she can control them. They won't try and kill her. If she's there, they wander off. And you've got another boy who survived this kind of like human equivalent of an EM pulse. If you weren't underground, you basically a brain fight. He survived and he gets drawn to the sound as well. That's all we know at the moment. It's it kind of like a mixture between a survival thing and a what's going on, how, how is it going to be resolved. And yeah, I'm I'm loving it because it's not pretending to be HG Wells yeah. War of the Worlds. Yeah. It's a totally different yeah. take on it completely. Okay. Well recommend it. Mm, okay. Adam. I know they've got a second season coming. 
What have I been doing? Besides working from home, uh, uh-huh. I have been doing a bit of VR, a bit of virtual reality. So mm-hmm. I've picked up the new Half-Life game, Alex, Yeah, which is really good. All the familiar aliens from Half-Life, but it feels like you're standing in front of them. It's, <laughs> scary. it's very good. <laughs> so you've got the things hanging from the roof, and you've got to try to shoot them and things like that. Yeah, it's really good, really good stuff. He's getting uh, probably about halfway through, I think. Mm-hmm. I said, you're getting your exercise. Yeah, getting a bit of exercise <laughs> doing that. <laughs> also been playing a bit of, what's it called? Vacation Simulator, I think. Okay. There's a, an early VR game called, is it Work Simulator or Job, yeah. job Simulator? Job yeah, Simulator. I remember that. And this is their sequel, basically. But it's bigger and better. It's great fun, great fun. So I've been doing a bit of that as well. And in the 2D realm, well, sort of 2D, I've been playing the new Star Wars game, uh, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's good. That is very good as well. Well, I'm not very far through that yet. For someone that's working, you're doing an awful lot of playing. I'm working and I've only watched one TV series and that's in an evening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good fun. Uh, also, I've been watching a bit of stuff on TV. I've finally watched The Witcher. Oh, what did yes. you think? What did you think? On Netflix. Yeah, very good. It is very good. There's a bit of timey-wimey stuff going on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You've got three or four different <laughs> Which I didn't pick up on initially. And him and yeah. Jodie Whittaker went to the same school of saying fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great in this. I heard saw somebody uh, doing um, a reaction to this, saying that oh, he's really coming along. This guy, he's starting to be able to act. <laughs> exactly, known from uh, from Superman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> find... He is a proper actor. Yeah, I know yeah. Superman didn't really uh, push him, and Garrett yeah. is a very uh, monosyllabic character yeah. too. Yeah. But... <laughs> no, I, if, if, if anything, I, I'm sorry, but if anything, he's acting less in as Geralt than he did as Superman uh, because the role calls for it. Acting is more than just words. Oh, I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying yeah. it's it's very. Yeah. It's, <laughs> not, it's not possible to look that sexy without acting. <laughs> And could you say like that? Or all those different nuances and monotones. Yeah. Anyway. That's good fun. Also, I've just started catching up on the final season of uh, The Good Life. Probably only oh, about halfway yes. through so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get the tissues. The uh, good life. Quite got to the end of that. Not the good life. Good, good place. Good place. Sorry. Good place. Yeah, yeah, the good, good life. 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 We've got to live off the land now, haven't we? So. Yeah. The train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably about it. I've got my new car, but I can't go anywhere in it. Shops occasionally. Okay, chat irritating. and chapesses <laughs> and everyone else, we'd like to know what you guys have been doing to fill the space before Earth That Was returns to us. <laughs> Tell us what you've been doing during the lockdown, so we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us via show <laughs> at staggeringstory.net. Crumbly, who cannot be here. Crumbly that was. Yeah, Crumbly that was has sent in some audio, I believe. Only a 30-second recommendation. Here it is. Press that button. What does he recommend? Hello, Crumbly here. While the rest of the Staggering Stories team are safe behind the walls of Mega City One, I am out on the long walk in the cursed earth of Southampton, bringing justice to the lawless. I'm taking a break from judging perps to do a 30-second-ish recommendation. My recommendation is the Sector General series of novels and short stories by Northern Irish author James White. They are set on board Sector 12 General Hospital, a gigantic multi-species and multi-environmental hospital in deep space, where the staff look after a variety of patients, both human and extraterrestrial, who exist in different ranges of heat, pressure and gravity, ranging from oxygen-breathing humanoids all the way up to creatures who feed on radiation and gestalt entities who share a common consciousness. 
I suppose the closest Sector General got to a TV series was the short-lived US 90s series Mercy Point, which unfortunately was only cancelled after one series. All in all, a very good series of novels that show that caring for the sick and uh, healing the sick is a common theme the whole galaxy over. Anyway, I'll be back later in the show to give my opinion on a couple of other things. Until then, toodles! That was really interesting. No idea what he's recommending, so we can't really talk about it. I don't know. Well, I think it was quite interesting. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been sampling our food and watching it on telly. We mm. have been watching Robots of Death. Or some music. Technically, we have done this one before, but way, way, way back. Before uh, Gene was even thought of. About 12, 13 years ago, yeah, so... Was that my first episode? It yeah. might have been your first episode, yeah. 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 Might have been. So I so wouldn't have done this one either. Would... Yes, yeah, but only half of us would have spoken about it, and, well, over a decade ago, it's time for a, a new look at it. Yeah, yeah we're older boys a and now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Also, the Blu-ray's out any day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, May, I think. A maybe... few weeks away. Yeah, early May. I'm not sure all if I've ordered well, this you know, or not. Are a bit to... Okay, right, this was part of what is, it, I think we can all agree, a golden season. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So mm. Virtually, mm-hmm. the standard for this season was very high. Each one was a cracker. Yeah. Directed by Philip Hinchcliffe. Yeah. It involved the Doctor and Leela landing on a sand miner mm-hmm. where there has been a murder. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Actually, Michael E. Bryant was the director. Michael yeah. Bryant. This is very much an Agatha Christie murder mystery yes. yeah. on, on the isolated, well, haunted house, castle, in this case, sand, Sander. Storm um, Mine 4. Yeah. And I, this is one of my favourite stories. Visually, I love it. I love the yeah. Art Deco look of it. Yeah. When you go forward for another story with David Collins in, yeah. the... Mm-hmm. Ship for Maldrin Undead reminded me very much of this ship. That same Art yes. Deco yeah. luxury yeah. look. You're right. But no, I, I, I love this story. I love the, the, well, it isn't so much a twist, but I love the playing on people's fears about robots, and which was quite prevalent at that time because AI Valley. was just starting yeah. to make it, its uh, entrance into the world and the vocabulary. Uh, mm. it's, it's quite interesting because you had robophobia and grimwage system uh, uh, syndrome, which is quite mm. reflected now in real life by the uncanny, uncanny valley. If you get mm. too yeah, close to human, that, but not, but that wasn't known about then. No, no. I don't think anybody coined that phrase back then. Yeah, no. yeah, but no, I find that quite. Yeah, with CG, really. Yeah. yeah, but I find that quite, quite prophetic. How they don't have normal human uh, body okay. language. And yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. The robots themselves looked absolutely beautiful. Oh, they were. Don't they? they do, yeah. They reminded me a lot of the beauty of the clockwork robots. Mm, yeah. Did you see? Have you watched the making of afterwards? No, no of course. Right, there's a wonderful <laughs> bit with the um, this the costume designer on this, and she and enlightens us that the actual costumes that the robots wear is made from a shower curtain sprayed with car <laughs> <scar> paint. <laughs> Wonderful. It didn't look like it, and it doesn't, it doesn't look feel it. like it when you wear it either. But the headdresses... Yeah, the... Ad, yeah, Adam has actually worn the 84. So did I. Did the you? London to Brighton uh, yeah. Garlic push of 1985. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. actually worn these on-screen costumes. So we're yeah. looking at this episode, and I'm not sure which one, but one of those costumes I've worn. Really. <laughs> it was the it was 84. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a black one or not. Yeah, it was actually, it was. The other problem they had was trying to make something that a human head could fit in without looking big. And mm. 
Mm. She was pointing, and now I know, I can see it. Do you remember, I think it still is, Wella, the hair product. Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. have the picture of the woman with her hair kind of like, and it's yeah. a zigzaggy. The yeah. robots are based on the Wella model. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and the actual piping of the heads was made with plasticine. When it comes in the packs, it's got this weird piping structure yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. They literally took that and put it onto the, the side of the Also, the according, uh, they did a special on this on the monthly because it's coming out so soon. They've done a, a behind yeah. the scenes. And according to the director, it's actually the actors for the robots speaking. So they fitted them all with mics. They've got mics in the helmet, yeah. so the voices you hear is the actual actor of that robot. That's why they've got them all listed in the credits. Yeah. It's not just robot yeah, there's voice. there's a load of them too. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. it's not just were... robot voice. One of the things I liked about the robots was whilst they were physically no body language and yeah. even the voices mm-hmm. were monotone, they still had an element of personality and there's bits yeah. where they sound disappointed. Oh, if you yeah. must, or what have you. So they're kind of <laughs> almost emulated yeah. human interaction, but it was still very cold in a way. Yeah, limited. Yeah, and that does surprise how many people they've got. Normally in something like a Daleks, where you've got about three, maybe four Daleks. And here they've got six background robots plus two named robots. Yeah. SV7 and D84. Yeah. There's eight in total. Yeah. There's loads of them hanging around the background, doing nothing, just, just pottering around. It feel like there's a whole yeah. ship of them. Yeah. Which is quite an expensive thing to do. The old, the old extravagant for that time. The old Star Trek trick of having people walking up and down the corridors. Which, yeah. yeah. This, this was totally studio based, and I think quite a lot of this series was. So maybe mm. because they weren't going out on a location, they had a little bit of extra dot knocking around yeah. to be able to yeah. afford to uh, blow the budget on Maybe. the car. I suppose they probably didn't spend too much on the extras, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, besides the robots, there's actually only one extra as well. The first guy who dies. Uh, not Chubb. I think it was. Uh, is, it, is, is it the second one? The one who's, who's in the uh, the hopper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, we he, never actually see him. Yeah, he never we, speaks. We just right. know he was on his way back from the extra. other end of the ship and it might take a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's him, yeah. <laughs> i tell you though. Carol, is it? Carol, that yeah. was it. Drax. Drax, as we, you know, spoiler music, la, 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 is the bad guy. Drax. Taron Capel. Yeah, Taron Capel. Dask. That's it. Yeah, Dask. For an intelligent guy, and he must have been an intelligent guy, (laughs) I found at one point Mm. I realised he was actually really thick. Now, Mm -hmm. Leela, bless her, is a savage, a warrior of the Mm. Seventeen, you know, no official education. Mm -hmm. She noticed when she was hiding in the cupboard with the helium that it had screwed up her voice. But he didn't notice. Yeah. Well, He's still waffling on and ranting and raving and hadn't noticed that well, his voice had gone well, ultrasonic. To two points. One. <laughs> yes, I, I noted caught. that as well. One, he was caught in the moment. He was eulogising. Mm. Two, he was also yeah. mad as a box of frogs. Yeah, I swear that'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that, that really works. was helium. They did they did make her breathe that in about five or six takes. Well, that's a bit dangerous. Yeah, not good for you. No. Yeah. yeah. Good it was a good cast, though. Pamela Salem, yeah. who is always good as Toos. Mm. Yeah. But wasn't yeah, she yeah. useless? <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. You can understand. You're attacked by a robot the first time. Oh, God, that's scary. What do I do? I've panicked. Ooh, I'm alive. Won't make that mistake again. Unless your name's Toos, in which case you will make that mistake again. And just scream like a little girl every time one of them comes towards you. Never tried to fight them off. Apart from that one time no. she threw a hand. <laughs> no, that was actually yes, Leela who threw the hand. Oh, that's it. 
Please do not throw hands. Yeah, that's Leela. Oh, she she hit the yeah. hands. Yeah, so she a... hit the hand. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, talking about that. It's some beautiful dialogue, yeah. some beautiful language in this. The, yeah, uh, the yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Chris Boucher, the writer. Yeah, I heard yeah. her cry. That was me. I heard <laughs> her cry. Me. I just <laughs> imagined them walking the length of the sand miner with this. I heard her cry. I mean, one of my favourites was when the Doctor offered um, the big guy. Um, uh, was that Chubb? No, no that was... I think that was Chubb. Cause it was Borg. Borg, Borg, when who the... got assimilated. It did. When the Doctor offered Borg a oh, jelly baby. Yeah. 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 Would you Would you like a jelly yes. baby? Yeah, yeah. Shut up! A simple no thing you would have done. <laughs> Inverse <laughs> ratio between size of brain and size of mouth. Yes. And the, yeah. um, the commander, Ivanov. 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 Someone was telling me that the actor was a docker before he took up acting. Yeah, yeah. I could believe oh, that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He was excellent. Yeah. He was great in this, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's, he's mostly known as Lonely from, yeah. uh, from Callum. Callum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is very much against type. Yeah. He but was it was really a, all it, of them. All of them great. He was a very... A very weak man in a very strong position. Mm. Not his fault because yeah, he could he could do the job very well. It's just didn't do it under pressure. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of politics going on between the, the characters. Yeah, who obviously have been in this close environment for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. The sun go a bit crazy, and then you got all the class problems yes. with the, the founding families and the, yeah. And I, I, Ivanov is, is a little upstart yeah, guy. He's not part of the chip on his shoulder. Families. I liked that yeah. with the, the the whole thing with the founding families. It wasn't gone into, but it no. was mentioned. No. So there's yeah. kind of like background here there's a societal element obviously someone's down mm. on their luck for the fact that she's there but she's yeah. none of it was explained it's, yeah. it's just no. part of it's their life there. and their world and i quite like that sometimes when something is just used because it's part of that universe but yeah. it's not explained to us no, we just have no. to accept mm. that that's what that world is like but it was a bit sad because yeah. um zilda obviously hated Ivanov because she thought he was mm. responsible for her brother's death, but he wasn't. And, and yeah. if no. she'd learnt the facts, if she'd spoken to him, you know, they could have they could have been colleagues, they could have been friends, but yeah. she well, just he, he fancied her, him. doesn't he? Well I don't think he does. Mm. I think he hates the fact that she is misjudging him. He, he did I think say, there was an attraction from him to her as yeah, well. But, yeah, because he did say, I was hoping I would get enough money that she might look on me differently and there yeah. might have been a future mm. or something along that line. So I got the feeling he, I won't say had the hots for because that sounds quite childish, but I think there was a definite attraction there from his perspective. Mm. That's sad. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then, and then we got Paul, of course. Yes. Oh. He uh, turns out to be an undercover investigator because Sam Miner's apparently going, be going missing. Yeah. Yes. But it's unclear if that is related to the, this current problem or not. But it beware this man, Doctor. He moves like a hunter, mm. always watching. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not in that outfit, you don't move like a hunter. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to come up with um, a modern day comparison because he lost his mind after realizing the robots had killed. Yeah, and I can't mm. think of anything that would snap your minds that way. Well, if one thing is he's in a ship which has got hundreds of robots on it. Yeah, yeah. only about four people but left at this point. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a, a modern comparison. Like if we, d- we discovered that babies are getting out of their cots at night and murdering small animals. I got the feeling there was more to it than that, though, because he hadn't been on a sand minder for a while. And I get the feeling, yeah. although robots were very much embedded into the society, he had kind of like tried to avoid them. So it might be that he'd already had some kind of encounter with them in the past that he found uneasy. 
and well, then this just maybe. tucked him over the edge. To, to my mind, to my mind, it's uh, he had a phobia to begin with. He was uneasy to mm. begin with. It's like if you've got arachnophobia, but you're having to work in the insect farm. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think it was something to, uh, it was slightly uh, PTSD as well. Yeah, in a way. It yeah. was that, that event that clicked him over. Sorry. Being an investigator, it is his job to, to read people's body language and get a feel for people mm. surreptitiously. So all these robots obviously giving off no, yeah. no body language at all. Yeah. It's, it's probably more difficult for him than it is for other people anyway. Yeah. Just because of what is nature. Yeah. But he played it really well as oh, well. Oh, God, right? yeah. All, yeah, these, all was... these, these main characters were distinctive and interesting. and Even a... D84, a robot. Oh. One of the most interesting and fun characters on there. It was wonderful. Slightly was so depressed. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> depressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I did, again, Mark. I did like the line, that's a dumb unit, a DAD unit for dumb. It can't talk. Has anyone told him that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he, he grips Leela a bit there to, yeah, to shut, shut up. up. <laughs> no, it, it's, oh. it's one of those stories that has, you know, death, mayhem, chaos around us, but it also has a good level of humour to it as well. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do have to have a little shout out for the explanation of the workings of the TARDIS. Right oh, at the beginning. Oh, brilliant. Yes, the from the beginning. Boxes. Yeah. That yeah. wonderful. That, uh, because yeah. we haven't seen it a lot, that is one of my most favourite console rooms. The wooden panel. Oh, I love that and console that's room. The final time you see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah simply because that this it only for that final season. outing. Yeah. Do we know why that was suddenly bought in? Was the old console not available? Uh, no, I think. No, I, I think, think the old console was falling to pieces. Yeah, I think it was a case of the old console room was falling to pieces slightly. Philip Hinchcliffe wanted a new look, yeah. so that's why it was bought mm. in. It was the incoming producer Graham Williams who didn't like the wood panel one. Plus, it had also walked slightly over storage, yeah. so they brought back the old one and revamped okay. it. Yeah. I, I have to say, with, with that one that they use there, that wood panel one, if you enlarged it somewhat, it's very much that same kind of feel as the first time we see the large TARDIS interior now for Sylvester um, before he, you know, mutated, the degenerated into oh, yeah. McGann. Um, and yeah. then into the McGann era TARDIS, it's, it's got the yeah. slight look of that if it was bigger. So it's obviously something there in the consciousness. Maybe the new series thought that was actually quite popular and we'll pull that in and mm. still have that link there. Maybe that was a secondary console room. Yeah. yeah. My nan used to have something very similar that she kept the gym in. <laughs> <laughs> no, the doctor's in the round all now. <laughs> we know that now, mm. yeah. And also, this is probably an episode which New Who has harked back on a lot. Mm. So you think of the uh, the angels from yeah. uh, the Titanic episode, they're very clearly drawn yeah. from the Vox, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even the Ood, the way their eyes change to, to red, yeah. again, yeah. evokes the Vox. So I think this is probably the archetypal robot story, which is good given the name bit, The Robots of Death, yeah. such a yeah. generic title. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is one of those stories that if you've only ever watched New Who and you were like, mm, I don't know what to watch because it's four parters, it's slow and that kind of stuff. This is one of those ones that I would say to someone that hasn't watched original Who to watch because it yeah. is such a watchable story and there are those, mm. those things that have been homaged back to it it is one of those stories i would recommend anyone who hasn't watched any old doctor who to actually watch because it is a very entertaining it's nicely paced and mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's, there's a lot in there that you would be comfortable around because you've seen it in New Who. Well, this, as you say, this is where it came from. One of yeah. the um, yeah, absolutely. one yeah. of the things I kept noticing, effects-wise, was um, when the mm-hmm. Doctor was being tortured with the brain thing. By the way, that noise yep. makes my teeth rattle. It's it's horrible. <laughs> but the um the red uh, flickery glittery wibbly effects. It was being picked mm-hmm. up by half the um half the set and half the costumes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> the robots would keep picking up a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every all the little buttons on the cons on the controls were red wibbly. I think they were those those were meant to. I think, but you get nah, bits cause, where cause little the, bits of the robots were too. Before Chroma that, key, they were just red, Chroma red key yellow. bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. amusing. Don't know. Easy to judge. Yeah. And actually, if you look at some of the sets, they're in pretty bad shape too. I I, I wonder how it's going to look on Blu-ray. Though the design is incredible, mm. the actual workmanship wasn't quite as good as the design. I think in a lot of cases, mm. so you, there are places where you can see some really thick paintwork, where <laughs> the, the really thick brushwork going on. You see, and this you, is why really? high def is overrated. <laughs> Yeah, even on DVD it shows up. They've been out there for two years in horrible conditions. They've just had to patchwork it. Yeah. Maybe these robots just aren't very good at painting. (laughs) Well, no, no creative eye. (laughs) Well, we know that. They have no appreciation of artwork. Exactly. (laughs) Right. We would like to know what the rest of you think of Robots of Death. We know you've seen it, so do tell us by writing to us via show at staggering stories dot Woo-hoo-hoo. And I wonder if this is one of my earliest memories, as quickly. Oh, good reason. Because I have, have a memory of an episode where a Cyberman gets his hand chopped off in the door. That's it probably it. Could be this, yeah. Yeah, which makes me feel really old. I can't think of any other case where a Cyberman gets his hand, well, not, well, maybe knew who there was, but not in Classic Who, where a Cyberman yeah. gets his hand chopped off. So I wonder if I'm misremembering it. February 77. I would have been... Three. Just under three years old. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> so you, Got me up to three. You probably no, saw like them as Cybermen earlier... because they are robots. My yeah, earliest... and I did have a toy Cyberman, the old... Uh, Whereas my never. earliest memory is a Cyberman grabbing hold of the Doctor's ankle. That's because you're very old. <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm very uh, old. From... Uh, tomb. Tomb. <laughs> tomb Cybermen, not uh, Tackle Cybermen. No, no from Tomb. <laughs> Last time, some of us were a bit rude to the head of Pertwee. I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, we'd like to know, Adam, have, been. have there been any consequences for you in your bunker? There have been some weird things going on. Yeah. I wake up and things have been moved around oh, and no. half my food's been eaten and oh, no. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, well, should we be nice to him this time, Jean? No. Well, in that case, <laughs> oh, no. can we have a hearty <laughs> round of, of poo for the head of Pertwee? <laughs> yes. Poo for the head of Pertwee! It's them, not me. (laughs) (laughs) You do realise at some point we've got to go back and meet him. No, 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 we're doing it this way from now on. We don't, it's the end of days. Yes, that was part (laughs) of the earth that was. (laughs) All right, just for something to do, we have a very quick quiz here. Oh, I'm so excited!
We haven't worked out how to do buzzers over the internet, so we're just going to go round. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mastermind style. The three of you will take turns. Messing up. And the first round of two rounds. Can, can I ask a question, please, sir? Please, please, sir. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How are we going mm-hmm. to stop Karen and Keith from 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 talking to each other and consulting on their answers, sir? Because they're a, we, I'm at a disadvantage, sir, because they're going to cheat. We I know they're cheat because they're cheat. We, we <laughs> promise we won't consult. Weak, weak. Oh, you're not My light detector's going off a bit. <laughs> Fire away. Okay, so the first round of two is a very quick and easy name where that quote comes from. Ooh. So it's all they're all Doctor Who. Name the story. The first three are quite easy. Who wants to go first? Gene does. <laughs> okay. Alright. I can't stand the confusion in my mind. <laughs> She's oh, hopping, come on! She's hopping up and down here. <laughs> it's Peter Davison. I did not it, deliver right? that anything like the way he did, <laughs> deliberately. It's, <laughs> it's Peter Davison here, and I can see the person, and I can't remember the episode at all. It's Resurrection of the Daleks, and it was Rodney Bue's character who was called... That's oh, it. Oh, God, I can't remember what he was Stein. called. Stein. Stein, that was it, yeah. Stein, Stein yeah, it. right. Yep. Well, we've got a point. We've that's got a one point. for Kevin. Oh. Okay, who's next, Dan? Keith is. Oh, God. Another easy one, I think. When did you last have the pleasure of smelling a flower, watching a sunset, eating a well-prepared meal? <laughs> I would say that would be the fifth Doctor, Peter Davison, Earthshock. It is indeed. <laughs> okay, that leaves you then, Jean. No, Karen. Again, another Karen. easy one. Karen, what about me? Oh, Karen, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You asked Bon already, but it wasn't yours. Was it? <laughs> That's because she was useless. Uh, <laughs> Most people depart with a scream. Uh, Sixth Doctor in Time Lash? It was Time Lash. Oh. So I'll give you that. It wasn't the Sixth Doctor. No, no it was Sixth Doctor. It was Tekka. I think that was Tekka. Tekka. Yeah. It was the Sixth Doctor. It was Tekka, yeah. 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 Hammy it up. Yeah. As only he could. <laughs> okay, so we're back to Gina, are we? Yep. Okay. These are harder ones. <laughs> oh, dear. She'll get yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Citizen Doctor. What an unusual name. Ooh. Um, Sill. I can't remember which story. No, not Sill. Citizen Doctor. What an unusual Are you name. going online looking it up? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's, this is definitely <laughs> Sylvester's era, but I can't remember the character. Pass. I give up. Any other takers? Just a sec. I'm thinking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can they hear the keyboard tapping? By thinking, you mean asking Google. <laughs> uh, and Google doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might not. Um, right, so now let's... I'll, I'll turn Google off. I'll, I'll turn Google. Google's gone. So Citizen Doctor. So is that... A, is it a yep. Davros one? Nope. A Dalek one? Nope. Excuse me, excuse me. I did not do 50 questions. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> see, I can see the person. It's like a really so dark face with, the, with like a helmet on. Now nah, go on, tell us. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Keith's thinking... It's, is it David Williams from one of the BBC Two Night uh, drop-ins? <laughs> it could almost be, but no. It's just, just the pronunciation of Doctor. Can you do an impression of the person? Yeah. I have never seen the story, so I cannot. Oh. oh! It's an early one. It's one of the few I've never seen. Is it a Hartnell? We really must review it for some time. No. Go on, then. Tell us which one it was. It is uh, The Sunmakers. Ah! Oh. Hate from The Sunmakers. And I've never seen that one. Have you not? Oddly, No. We shall have to review that. We will. Keith's going. We will. That's my point. Okay. okay. Yep. Lay it on me. For such a little woman, your mouth is too big. Um, Getting quite a tricky one, I think. No. No. Is someone talking about Joe Grant? 
I think more of some, <laughs> no. someone talking about Mel. For such a not little that, woman, not your mouth is too big. This is an early one, isn't it? Is this a Trout? Is this a Troutman story? It is. Yeah. I think yeah. probably about Victoria. Weather fear. Nope. Uh, what was her last the one? Yeah, they guess is Fury from the Deep. No. No. Okay. No, should I give it to you? Yeah. Yep. yep. They're actually talking about Zoe. Oh. oh. And it's Arturo Villa in the War Games. Oh, okay. 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 God, okay. I hope mine's and easier. finally then, Go on, then, I prefer to put my faith in the mind probe. <laughs> I'm guessing I know, I know, I know. Five doctors. I know Annabelle, that one. Annabelle, no. it's my question. No, I don't think it is. I, don't I prefer think it is. to put my faith in the mind probe. Yes, I think I know which yep. one this is. <laughs> is it Frontier in Space? It is Frontier in Space. Ah. Mm-hmm. General I'm Williams in Frontier in Space. Name of the character. Oh. Um, yeah, General Williams. General Williams. I got a point. You did? Yeah, Con- you got three and all. Congratulations, you. Boom to me. Boom to me. That was a good quiz. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there's another one I've never seen. Frontier in Space. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I, I do remember from the Target books, that's the only other time that a mind probe is mentioned. Gene thought it was the five dots. Yeah, I knew it wasn't the five dots. Yeah, yeah, I thought that might trip a few people up, but yeah. I tripped her up. (laughs) Okay, in round two, the final round, this one is name as many Doctor Who robots as you can. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Tell me robots. Now, for this, I will accept named character robots, Uh such as, say, D84, or species or whatever the term is of robots. Okay. So we'll take between the two of you. Who wants to start first? Gene, you start. Okay, I'll start with an easy one. Yeti. Oh, well done. Okay. We think of that one. We'll yeah, yeah, I think that counts as a robot. Yeah. We'll go with the Raston Warrior robot. It's in the name. It's in the name. Yeah, it is. Chumblies. Yep, we got them. Drathro. Yep. Oh, didn't get him. Chameleon. Oh, well done. We yep. didn't get him. Didn't get him. Yeah. Mechanoids. Ah, they were the one mm. I was thinking of. I couldn't remember what they were called. <laughs> the Vox robot. Vox, uh, yeah, now yeah. we've got we've split them up. We've got SV seventy eighty four and the other one V thirteen. I've just called them as Vox as a as a generic group. Ah, uh, we we individualised them. The Heavenly Host. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The robot, as in the giant robot. The giant, giant robot. robot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kettlewells. Yeah. K one. I can't remember. It's good. K nine. K nine. Fuck! I forgot about him. <laughs> um, the clockwork robot. Yeah. yeah, we got them. Yeah. The candy man. Hmm. Yeah. He's gone quiet. Yeah, I think he's meant to be he's, robotic. He's a robot, yeah. yeah. So there were some hints that in some versions he was meant to be a human, but... I had him down as a robot. Cyborg, but I, yeah. We're talking the televised yeah, version. The that. final... The televised version is more robots. Yeah. 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 The war machine. Wotan. Oh, oh good, good one. I forgot that. that. Yeah, the war machines. Yeah. The quarks. Yeah. I don't know what they were called, but the Santa robots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the Santa yeah, robots. The, the, yeah, the pilot fish or whatever they're yeah. called. Yeah. We're not sure about this one. We've got the Autons. Yeah, I had them as well. Yeah, I was thinking Autons. Yeah. I think they probably do count. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the Emoji Bot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got him. Um, we've kind of run out. Yeah, I Ooh. think that was my last one. Oh, Okay. Can none of you think of a, a tiebreaker then to well, touch the round? Daleks and Cybermen don't count because they're, they're not oh, robots. Yes. No. I've got one. Go I've on. got one. Yeah, yeah. I've the, got tesselect, one. the Tesselect thingies, the Tesselers, the little oh, blue... yeah. With the, the, the antibodies that kill you if you go inside of them. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the antibodies. What the was antibodies. yours, Steve? The troll androids. 
from oh. Android Invasion. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So we need a, counter. another tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, I got one, oh. I got one. Go the on. Nanite. The nano jeans. Yeah. Are they jeans, though? No, they're little robots that know how to build you. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they count. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And things I can think of. You're a clever girl. The cleaners, the pool cleaner. Yeah. Oh, Paradise yeah. Towers I can think uh, of. Oh, yeah. Kablam Man. The Kablam Men, yes, of course. There's a lot of them. Another one which looks good. The Bell St. John, the oh, yeah, Wi-Fi yeah, yeah. robot yeah. things. Spoonheads. 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 Yeah, spoonheads. Let's give the listeners a uh, chance here, because yeah. we'd like to yeah, hear yeah. what bloody obvious robots we've missed but you can remember. You can hear her shouting it out. Yes. I think they should write <laughs> to us. Well, how should they write to us, Keith? They should write to us at show at staggering dot net. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, you've been writing to us. We know we thank have you, more you. than one of you, so could some of you also <laughs> yeah. write to us as well, other than just our listener who has written to us. But thank you so much for writing to us, dear listener. Do we know that, do we? Well, anyway, what does now she's finished say? insulting people, <laughs> we've heard from Andrew Scott. <laughs> Hello, oh, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Andrew. He says, Dear locked down staggerers, the world of sci-fi fandom could never be accused of being short of eternal optimism and rose-tinted glasses in addition to terminal <laughs> nostalgia and 2020 rearview vision. Recent reviews of Picard, once the dust had settled, have been a pretty balanced mixture of realism over some of the odd pacing towards the end and the effective use of mm. characters we all know and recognise. I admit to being blinded by nostalgia and having loved the whole thing with, spoiler, Data's fadeaway being a great highlight, which I would happily have closed the season on. Yeah. Last evening, I watched Dave. I think it suddenly was added to my package by Virgin as part of their we're giving you more channels to watch adverts on things for virus times. <laughs> Gotta say, yeah. I was enthralled by the opening 10 minutes of Red Dwarf. Still haven't seen that. No. no. The promised land. Oh, yeah. But after that, felt it never fulfilled the promise. I think, if anything, mm. it did show the wisdom of Brent Spiner's view that it's difficult to play ageless when you yourself age. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the gags, the extension lead for one, for example, were flogged to death, and I just wasn't sure if some of the main cast were enjoying themselves. I've loved the series for a long time, but maybe it's futurising audio, which would overcome the need for the horribly heavy costumes and prosthetics. On the plus side, loved Mr. Lovett as Holly, and the new cats were also a delight. Please don't give Karen mm. this to read. My punctuation is all over the place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Hope you're all keeping safe. All the best. Andrew Scott. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> you are forgiven. She deliberately went to read that. Deliberately. I don't know. As a little preview of my, my thoughts on it, it was good, but not great. Certainly not up there with the best of the stuff they've done in recent times. But being a feature length, it always feels like they've just stretched it out too much. I think yeah. it's a mistake okay. in feature length. Yeah. See, I've always back it. to earth. Yeah, I've I've never been a massive Red Dwarf fan. I've enjoyed some episodes. I I, I can take it or leave it. If it's on in the room, I'll watch it. But I've never particularly tuned into it. And some of the humour I've sometimes found beyond entertainingly childish if you know what I mean but then there's other episodes that absolutely have me in hysterics so I, I find them a bit hit and miss um I, I like the premise of this but I think yeah watching them trying to be 
young lads having a laugh when they're like in their sixties. The juxtaposition just isn't working anymore for me. I don't think they are trying to be. I think they are playing their characters as their current age. Mm. I mean, these characters have aged naturally. Uh, I don't, don't have a problem with that. I, I my, gave my view of the problem last is time. Just misstretched out. I gave my reviews of the last time we watched Red Wolf and I got shouted down and told I was wrong, so I'm not going to say anything. You just <laughs> sit in your corner yeah. and be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will watch that and perhaps we can review that next time. Yes, yeah, hopefully. Okay, lead us out crumbly. No, oh. no crumbly. Oh, no. But he might have a bit of feedback. Illy? Let's see. Has he? Did he? <gasps> Hello, crumbly back once again. I'm still wandering the cursed earth. Haven't encountered the angel gang yet. I want to share my thoughts with you all about uh, Doctor Who, The Robots of Death. I saw this Tom Baker episode on its initial airing back in 1977, and it's one that has stood the test of time and repeated viewings. We all know the story about murderous robots in a giant mobile mining station. It is very much a futuristic version of Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians, a classic whodunit with an improbable killer on board. To continue with the 1920s-1930s analogy, the sand miner both externally and internally has a very Art Deco look and feel to it, all curving lines, staircases and columns to it. The crew, however, aren't so attractive. Even seven months into a two-year mining assignment, disparate personalities are apparent and they exist in a rather fraught and tense atmosphere. They can barely cooperate in order to oversee the operations of both the sand miner and the robot Vox, who are its primary crew. Obviously, the human society from which they come is a typical pyramid society, with the slave labour forming the base and the much smaller proportion of the elite at the apex, living a decadent, sybaritic and hedonistic lifestyle. Even within the uh, robot substrate of this society, there are even divisions with the Dums, Vox and the Supervox. Shame there isn't a robot class called Ultravox, as this would make Shabon Galachon go misty-eyed at the mention of her favourite 1980s electro-pop quartet. When the murderer is unmasked as the scientist Dask, who spent his formative years in the company of robots and considered them his kin, I had to chuckle when I saw him dressed as a Vok, with his face painted to, re- uh, to resemble a Vok. I was reminded of the front cover of Peter Gabriel's 1983 Plays Live CD, and the way Peter had his face painted on the front cover of that. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if Dask you know, didn't start singing Games of That Frontiers or I Have the Touch. All in all, one of the classic Who series that deserves its place amongst the highest rated episodes of all time. Now, Red Dwarf, The Promised Land. Even though it's been going over 30 years and Keith has poo-pooed it for selling out by way of making commercials for the Automobile Association, the boys from the hood are still a force to be reckoned with. Right from the start, the visual gags come thick and fast, from the doors on the feline humanoid uh, ships being giant cat flaps, to Arnold Rimmer, his hard light drive uh, battery running out, running around the ship, hooked up to a series of electrical extension leads and hastily reeling them in or out or unplugging them as uh, needs dictate. As always, Red Dwarf is filmed in front of a studio audience and there was a couple of times when members of the cast were trying hard to keep a straight face. All the cast had major roles to play and even the terminally vain cat was unfazed when he found out that all of the uncool of his race were left behind on Red Dwarf. Crichton has a field day explaining to the others that Starbuck has featured that would you know, normally be found in a family saloon car. Additionally, I also cheered when Rimmer had his diamond light drive installed and his ace Rimmer persona came to the fore once again. Admittedly, all of the main cast members are on the wrong side of 50 now, but I would sincerely hope that they come back for one final series just to wrap it all up. That's why Penny's worth throwing in for your delight, delectation and pondering. Until we all meet again, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. 
that was damn good. That was better than the rubbish mm, of the the last time. Yeah, poignant yeah. as well. I had a tear in my eye. Yeah, completely. Poignant, amazing. very yeah. poignant. Yeah. Right, we're going now. Okay. So that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank God. Yeah. Unless the world ends. Speaking of the world ending, Krakatoa erupted. Oh, yeah. And there's really there's because it's a volcano and, and there's fires. <laughs> There's fires around the Chernobyl radiation site. And, and the hogs on... The... And the, the hogs... Some of the hogs are going radioactive. And this is how we get orcs. <laughs> it's okay. the end of the world as we know, as it. we know it. It's the end of the world as we know anyway, it. Anyway, that brings us to the end of another podcast. <laughs> but fear not, next time there'll be more of the same. More news and review, more who old and new, more fun, frivolity and jollity. Put that in any order you wish. <laughs> so, until then... Oh, I've forgotten what he says. It's a, it's a letter again. Yeah, yeah. until yeah. the next... Oh, so until the next time, may the pondering pontifications with punctuation in place... With your peregrinations... That's not even a it is. Yes. Okay. Felonious, <laughs> feloniously... <laughs> Is that a PH word or did you just make up some shit F word? It's a PH word. I think it's a PH word. Husband, the dictionary. Really? (laughs) Now you're just being silly (laughs) towards us. This is me, fake Heath, saying farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye bye. You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 339, featuring Adam Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and The Real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringements is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Oh God, it's in my mouth! Okay. Welcome, 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 one and all, to Staggering Stories Podcast three three nine. Pause for music. No, no, you did it wrong. <laughs> We've done the music. The music's coming. Yes. <laughs> All right, then I'll I do that mean. again. <laughs> I'm not having Stephen here. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yes. Welcome, well... <laughs> Shut up, then. <laughs> and Jean, you're breathing mm-hmm. really loud. <clears throat> Have you got a microphone <laughs> really close to your face? <clears throat> I'm moving it back a bit. Yeah, that's much better. It's, it sounded like you were trying to make some sort of dirty phone call to us. I was enjoying uh, it. I know you were I, enjoying it. I was trying to emulate the um, <laughs> the planning board meeting that occurred, because obviously I'm going to have to endure similar. <laughs> I've got two of them tomorrow. I'm hoping for porn. <laughs> Our lot are still trying to work it out. Oh. Or porn. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they became counsellors? <laughs> got to be some perk. Adam made a really odd noise there. Mm, he did. He, he, he's doing mm. things. He, he's probably sitting there just in his underpants. You realise that, don't you? Occasionally peeking. Yes. Yes, and they're on my head. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Right, oh, so actually, we've it, been watching. Oh, we both jumped in there, mm. didn't we? Mm. Mm. Well, get you. Should I do it or to you? I think he should do it. Fight, fight. Yeah, so, King, sorry, what? go for it. We'll just get the hang of it and the quarantine <laughs> will end. Yeah. yeah.